Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. All is well. It always is. And so it is. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. We've got a really kind of cool one today. It's quite interesting. Jane's been surfing the information superhighway. <laughs> the big worldwide web. She's found something, which the minute I read this list, I was like, oh, I have to talk about that. <laughs> there is so much to talk about here. She's found this really cool article, um, Common Limiting Beliefs in the Spiritual Community Today. And do, do. we agree that all eight of them are definitely limiting. Definitely. And it's so true how those of you who are into, who are into spiritual stuff and have, if you're anything like me and Jane, clogged your Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, etc., with all kinds of positive, feel-good mantra, green juice, yoga memes, that we do see a lot of what we're about to talk about today coming up a lot of the time and how we integrate and process that as part of our being spiritual people, whether it applies, whether it doesn't apply, whether it's fear-based, whether it's seemingly complicating something or commercializing something, which really should be much simpler than that. It's very, very interesting. But we, we do live in a highly materialistic world. And to be spiritual people in such an environment, I think is actually kind of the universe's idea of a black sense of humor. I was going to say, it's a joke, isn't it? <laughs> it's a complete joke because in its very, very essence, being spiritual as I interpret it, it's very pure. It's just like white light. It's heaps simple. It's you and your heart. It's your relationship with you and your heart. That's kind of it. Everything else is just like some bizarre spin-off invention of other people's clutter, um, which is fun but can become all-consuming. So hopefully as we go through this list point by point, um, we will help to deconstruct any ways in which you currently shame or stress yourselves out in doing what you think you should be doing to be more spiritual or breaking any rules that aren't spiritual, all that kind of stuff. We want to help to calm you down and have you let you have a bit more fun with this topic. Do you want to say anything before we begin, Jane? Well, actually, we could end it right here by saying we could read out the eight points, but they're all fear-based. That's it. What are you afraid of? Okay. Thanks for coming. But we are going to go. But we're going to go into we are, it. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be fun. But, they, but that's mm. it. it. It is all, you know, the, the very first number one episode that we did on Love Life was are you coming from fear or are you coming from love? And that there are only two sides. That's it. And it's that simple. So as we go through these, if you get a trigger, that's your indication you've got some fear around this topic. So that's the one for you to explore. How can you come from love and not from fear? How can you release your fear? How can you make friends with fear? And if you do have fear, we did a podcast recently about how to make friends with oh, fear. We've done like three podcasts on fear. fear. We are good friends with fear. We are. <laughs> Somebody even just blogged about us with regards to fear. Oh, in New Mexico. Yeah, yes. Girl. yes so thank you for that. Fear is a topic which everyone resonates with because we all carry some version of it. I just want to say really thank you for that. That was very hmm. humbling to have a blogger, you know, She's, write about our topic and our show. She is 19, 19 years old. Oh, the world's in safe hands, this isn't is what, it? I just think when people that young are like, I totally get this emotional, spiritual stuff, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm checking out. My work is done. Yeah, that's like, it. It is she, done. She can yes. just take over the world yes, now. Yes, that's it. It's fine. We get to now just, you know, sit back, drink red wine, smoke cigarettes and just po- contemplate the universe. <laughs> Number one, common limiting beliefs in the spiritual community today. Point number one, 
People who have money are corrupt and or greedy. Money erodes spirituality. I think it's interesting that put this as number one because this probably is, in my opinion, the number one challenge that many spiritual people have. And I've had some gorgeous gurus over time that I've actually coached them around this topic because they really feel like, you know, we should be doing it for free and money is evil and if I get lots of money, it's going to change who I am. Now, I've had that fear. I absolutely have had money blockages. However, it's just another energy. And if you've got money, you've got power. Well, we could say if you've got influence, you've got power. If you've got a secret that you're not divulging, if you're a hoarder of information, you've got power. What's your fear? If you're born as a white, able-bodied, heterosexual male in the you know Western world, you've got power. I mean, yeah, you don't need currency to back up anything that's in particular. Right. Money is... Um, I have watched with fascination over the last 10 years as the spiritual community has gone from woe to go, like it's gone from daggy. And it's gone from I'm doing it for free or or you can give me, we'll yeah. do contra, give me some, still some h- eggs from hidden, your hands. Hidden in little back granny flats where little ladies still felt guilty charging too much money to flip over some angel cards for you, right through to people who, let's look at Gwyneth Paltrow and the Goop Empire and her newsletter, which goes out to millions of I I've know. never heard of it. Okay, well, it is the most luxe, L-U-X-E, narcissistic, spiritual invention that's out there, or one of the many. It's basically every single high brand luxury product, service, hotel room, fashion brand, vegan lipstick that you can find that really only Gwyneth Paltrow could afford. But it's it's cheap. Okay. So so basically, we've got it's gone so high end now. We have got people charging tens of thousand dollars to coach you. You know, we've got people charging tens of. Oh, Nalia has oh. Oh, Jane's dog had a problem with that. Oh, no, she, sweetheart. She doesn't like that idea, do you, Nalia? No. Okay. She just barked if you didn't hear. Um, we've got people charging tens of thousands of dollars to go on retreats where they will help you to find yourself. You know, we've got experts and gurus and specialists who you know sell out tours with only a certain number of seats that you may be privileged enough to get a ticket to to sit in their presence I have had friends who've gone from doing Reiki in their back room to being mentored by some of the biggest names on the planet like the Hay House mob and then charging $60,000 for six months of coaching you have to book in every month for six months in one hit and join up and da 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 and I, I just, look, I'm probably spending way too long on this, but I just think when money meets spirituality, it brings up a lot of beliefs and wounds. As Jane said five minutes ago, money is nothing but energy. It is pieces of metal and paper. It means nothing except to what you attribute it to. There are many, many old beliefs underlying society, religion, culture, belief, family values, etc., which say money is the root of all evil, greedy people, like rich people are greedy, um, money is anti-religious, like it's all this kind of never accept money as a payment for anything to do with God, rah, 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 rah. Beliefs, 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 beliefs. What is a belief? It's a thought that's been thought many, many, many times over. Is it real? No. Does it hold weight? No. Is it true? No. Now, if you're having a sting around this or you've got some issues around how comfortable you are with money or uncomfortable with money, we did a podcast on how to be a spiritual millionaire. Ages ago. Yeah, a long like time ago. Like year of our yeah, show. Yeah, a couple of years ago, easy. So jump into our archives and have a listen to that. 
Point number I love two. This next one. All right. Point two. You have to eat gor- or- gorgon organic <laughs> slash gluten free slash vegan in order to have a high vibration. Oh, I love it. Well, this has been the one that has. Oh, I absolutely do not believe that. I've never believed that. However, I know that so many very wise spiritual people that I deeply respect truly deeply believe this. And I therefore have never felt comfortable in their presence because clearly. Except I, for me because I ate Nutella on pancakes, Jane, right? Yes. I did that one time. You did. It calmed you down enormously. It did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> now, having said that, I would love to eat organic, gluten-free, vegan. Absolutely. I would love to if it was easy and effortless for me. It's not easy and effortless. It's so affordable and I'm findable. not doing it because the effort that goes into that is I can be doing so many other things that I'm more gifted and talented at. So that's what I'm doing. But vibration, if you, you know, it, it, it comes back to everything we've said in all of our podcasts. It's about your intent. What do you believe? If you believe that you are having a chocolate donut and you shouldn't be having the sugar fix because it's going to bring on type 2 diabetes and it's going to poison you and it's going to be the one the one thing that tips you over the edge because you've grown up in a chemical industrial world, blah, 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 and that's going to be the trigger for that cancer cell to take off and you're in trouble, guess what that chocolate donut's going to do? But if you sit there and go, I love this. This is something that actually brings me pleasure. I'm going to super enjoy this. I'm going to give love and thanks and gratitude to this, to the people that made this, or the person who came up with a funny idea of a hole in the middle of dough and putting some icing on it. And I'm going to really enjoy this and I'm going to laugh and feel like I'm 10 years old again. That is not going to do any damage to you at all because you've actually changed any molecular structure to be from fear to love. So I don't care what you do. If you're scared that eating organic is actually going to kill you, guess what? Eating organic is going to kill you. So you can flip it on its other way. Yeah, it's all an energy game, and energy is all about flow or resistance. You will do yourself much more resistance beating yourself up for the cigarette, the glass of vodka, the chocolate donut, etc., the peanut butter sandwich, the, the nuts that were sprayed as opposed to the nuts that weren't sprayed out of the packet in the airplane, whatever. Um, you'll do yourself much more damage by beating yourself up in your mind and body than you will by the actual substance passing through. Most you, of the time. you know what I get really excited about? One day, and I really hope it's in this lifetime for me, I truly believe the whole world is actually going to truly understand vibration. And just imagine what the advertising industry is going to be like then because there can be no fear. You cannot advertise something with fear because you are then, by the very nature of instilling a thought process of fear, which is why you need to buy this product or not buy this product. If every you sorry. are causing the damage, that ad is actually the damage. It's not the product that saves you or kills you. It's that ad. Mm. So the advertising agencies will be forbidden from any fear marketing. And that is exciting. If every woman, let's say, woke up tomorrow morning totally loving her body and not questioning it so many companies and businesses would go out of business 
Yeah. So much money would disappear overnight. Like most of the world would disappear yeah. overnight because most that of the world, me. most of the world is constructed on making us feel like we're not good enough. That's right. To sell products and services. Which, by the way, if you mm. feel you're not good enough, I've got my extreme, um, the extreme art of self love course starting soon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so that solves going. that problem. All right. Now, point three, we're going to give two points now because I think these go under the same umbrella. Point three and point eight. Point three, the government is corrupt. Point eight, the elites, quote unquote, are conspiring against the rest of us. Now, by elites, let's be clear, people with money, the Illuminati, conspiracy theories, um, the CIA who know more than we think they do and they know about aliens and they know the truth about reptilians and they know about this and that and Hitler's still alive and Elvis is still alive and whoever's still alive and this is going on and that's going on and Obama's just a puppet and he wears a certain tie which has colours on it which represents something to somebody else that knows something that... (laughs) I mean, come on. That's a great description. I've read those blogs for years. I've had clients call me up almost in tears because they've become so fear-based in their thinking they can't go to bed at night because they've gone down the black hole of reading too much channeled alien slash conspiracy theory websites, which are, again, you could put them under the spiritual umbrella if you want to, but they're still fear-mongering, attention-getting stuff put out by people who have muddy filters, who don't work on themselves, who are attention getters, who need to power play and take power off you so they feel better about themselves and get more attention through material which does not inspire, uplift, empower, or make people more self-responsible. I've finished. I'm off the soapbox, Jack. Okay, well, you haven't finished because I actually do think that the government is corrupt. All right. (laughs) So... Okay, I did point eight. You can do point three. Okay, all right. So I do think the government is corrupt. Now, do I believe everybody that is in the government is corrupt? No, not at all. Do I think there's hidden agendas? Absolutely. Do I think they're coming from fear? Totally. Am I coming from fear as a result of the government is corrupt? Mm, No, just an observation. Does the government need to have anything to do with my private life every 24 hours? I know that many of you in a different dimension to me will say, yes, Rebecca, for practical reasons, which I can point out, yes. In the dimension that I have evolved into, the answer is no. I live in an energy dimension. I'm in control of that energy. I control what comes in and out of my experience. Government, what government? I don't care who they are. They're just other souls having experiences. None of my business. The hard thing here, though, is that what about if you get a government, you know, the government is corrupt and they are going to force you to do something that well, you don't well, want they to have. do. They want me to vaccinate my children and now they've withdrawn all of the childcare money because I haven't vaccinated my children. And but I they say, won't, um, but that's not life-threatening. Me, that's, me money. Jail, that's money. That's right? money. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. They're not restricting. How far would we go to die for yes. our beliefs? Well, yes. I haven't chosen a reality in which I'm do willing you, to do, live that soul lesson. Okay, excellent. So that's what we need to remember is that we do really create our own reality. So while, yes, you might get told that you've got to do something that you don't want to do, it is your soul journey. If you are listening to this show, you're safe, you're cool, you're okay. And it does come back to, first off, belief, which well, faith, which moves to belief, which moves to a knowing. And so therefore, if you've got a trigger around a fear there, it is clear your past lives, clear your subconscious, look at at what, um, you know, that if you believe bad stuff happens to you, you need to clear it. So again, what is your fear around that that needs clearing? Point four, I think we've covered as well. 
drugs slash alcohol lower your vibration slash prevent you from being spiritual? Well, that's the same as the chocolate donut. It is. I can just say here that the entire catalogue of Seth books, which which are some of the most mind-blowing channeled material ever produced from the 70s, go back and find them. What's her name? Jane Jane Roberts. Yeah, she's fabulous. The only way she was able to channel was by drinking beer and holding a cigarette. As a cigar. (laughs) Because now she didn't smoke. Really? She didn't smoke, but when she was channeling Seth, Seth would smoke cigars. Yeah. And when she came out of the channel, she hated it. She actually, her throat, she didn't like it, but but that was it. And it's Seth it, liked it. Absolutely good. It's it's actually quite fascinating I, to watch. She's I, amazing. I found so an, jump on YouTube. I found an article yesterday about these beautiful nuns. I forget what country they're in. It could have been South America. But anyway, they grow medical grade marijuana to help people. And they grow it under the moon cycles, with the astrology, with spiritual rituals on the plants. I've got goosebumps all over me. Now, I mean, I have met people who completely come from the background understanding of shamanic drug-taking culture. Peyote, that one I can never pronounce in South America, whatever it's called. Is that the one that takes you to the fifth dimension? They all take you to other bloody planets and dimensions. Like, you know, There's one specific one. Yes, yeah. No, there's a few. And the DMT release and the magic mushrooms, they all take you to other places, which they have done. You look at Timothy Leary from the 60s and 70s, you go into all of that research. It is undoubtedly true that people that take specific types of drugs will depart this dimension and visit another. There are religious um, constructs built around some of those drugs so that you don't just enter enter, enter in and out willy-nilly. There is res- respect for the God of the spirit of the tree, the spirit of the bean, the spirit of the leaf, the spirit of the wherever it's come from. You have a conversation with that God. You ask a guide to come with you. You go in, you explore, you come back to this consciousness. I so want to do that. Oh, me too. Absolutely want to do that. But, you know, but again, all of these, again, so if you're taking any drug or alcohol and you have set an intent that this is to be a positive experience, bingo, it's going to be. But if you have, if you're drinking alcohol and you want to have that glass too many and you know that it's going to make you um, super relaxed and silly and lighthearted and your inner child's going to come out and play, brilliant. But if you know you're going to have that next glass of whatever and it's going to turn you into a fear-based, paranoid, nasty person, you know, we all know happy drunks, nasty drunks, you know, that two thing, fear, love. Drugs and alcohol don't make you any more or less spiritual. Nothing makes you any more or less spiritual than if you're more or less spiritual. Drugs and alcohol can be used in the negative or shadow side if you want to block or shut down or numb emotions you're not dealing with from childhood, obviously. No judgment. If it's not drugs and alcohol, somebody somebody else will be using shopping or porn or food or checking their phone Exactly. It's all self-medicating, isn't it? I I use alcohol to de-stress, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, Is that a healthy thing to do? I choose to go, it is for me at this particular point of my life. Will I be judged hugely for that? Totally. Am I okay with that? Yep. Are you consciously aware of what you're doing when you yes. reach for the glass? Yes. yes. That's all we need to say about yes. it. Point number five. And do I have fear of it? No. You must bring awareness to social problems like hunger, violence, or illness in order to find the solutions to them. Well, that's our whole podcast, Beck. So, yep, I actually do agree <laughs> with that one. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we've talked about this, especially when we do like terrorist episodes or like the needs of the world and this whole kind of guilty feeling you have walking around thinking, but people are starving and there's orphans in these countries and there's child sex slavery in those countries and there's, you know, you want to find an issue, there's thousands of issues. By all means, have an issue, find a cause, be an activist, give money to charity, say hello to the homeless man the other day like I did, whatever. Um, but don't get thingy about it. Don't start to make it your identity. Don't use it for ego purposes. Don't use it to make yourself feel better. Don't use it because you feel so inherently uncomfortable putting yourself first or giving yourself anything first that you immediately have to turn around and give out to others in order to feel comfortable. That is a red flag and you need to work on yourself. And I want to add to that though, that also when you are shedding light, and I know a lot of our our episodes are about shedding light on issues. When when you're doing it, are you then instilling fear in people? You know, the whole world's going to go to rack and ruin with violence because we've got terrorist um, bombers everywhere and that scares everybody. Or are you shedding light on this with a suggested solution or a plan towards solving this, yeah. which is therefore coming from love? Like Russell Brand's book, Revolution, where he doesn't just spend the whole book whinging about the state of the world. He offers radical, radical solutions that most people probably wouldn't take up. But the point is he offers answers. Because whenever we bring up trauma, anything of tra- that could have a reaction of trauma, we have to give hope. So you can absolutely bring awareness around hunger or violence or illness, absolutely. However, there must always be a counterbalance of hope. Mm. So it's balance. And that actually is where I do get really upset with a lot of the wellness industry, where I find that they are so fear-based around a lot of this stuff. You know, they are fear-based that, you know, don't eat that donut, you're going to die, it's got gluten in it. Um, <laughs> and and yet we do need the awareness that it's got to be balanced with hope, you know. Don't put me in fear. I once went to a conference that was um, a lot of wellness people and I came away with so much fear that I I was genuinely scared for the health of me, my husband, my children, and everyone that I love because I could not see a solution that was going to work for us. And then I let it go. And I went, no, nah, it's okay. It's okay. So point six is humans are destroying the planet. Now, I love what Abraham Hicks channels on this. Ah. Abraham Hicks says, no, they're not. That's it, really. Abraham Hicks, you can go and listen to specific, just type into Google or YouTube. You'll find the videos. Abraham Hicks says repeatedly in a few different videos that I've listened to along the lines of there is so much abundance and endless goodness and love in this world. It is all the time, it is every minute, it is every day, it is everywhere. Just remember that we live in a world where a lot of people are a little bit unconscious or asleep to that and also do not showcase, report or present that. So just remember that all the media that comes to your ears, most of it, because I know some of you now seek out alternative means like Jane and I, but most of the mainstream media that you get, 99% of it comes from like two different media companies. And their only job is to talk sensationalism and to talk fear. It's very easy to suddenly start believing that the entire world is that way. 
but yes, it's not. an illusion. So, so for every robbery last night with a gunned man, what is that, an armed gun man in the such and such bank at such and such cyber, and then we had a child who was killed crossing the road outside this primary school during at four o'clock in the afternoon, and then we've got this pet which was found hideously abused and da 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 da, new sport and weather. And then, and then you start to think that the world is horrific until you realise that one gunman one car accident and one abused pet don't really weigh up against the hundreds of thousands of millions of others who are loved, who are enjoying themselves, who are looking after themselves, who are praying, who are meditating, who are having fun, who are lying in the sunshine. And that's most of the world. It's just that it's boring to report it. Humans are not destroying the planet. I mean, yes, they are, but also, no, they're not. We are co-creating we are evolving we are enlightening we are conscious we are choosing we it is exciting times and if you have trouble grappling with this concept have a think about the problems that have been solved in the past think of some of the greatest things that have been invented or created from people that had an issue there was a problem and they've come up with an amazing solution There are all of you listeners that are constantly moving into the vortex of creation for you to come up with, what is it that I can do to solve this problem? You know, that's how we get our passion. And as you do, the solutions come. So whatever it is you think is destroying the planet, if we think, well, all, you know, electricity and coal and mining and all of those things, well, isn't there already crystal therapy out there that can power the whole world 20 times over, blah, blah? There is. It's just not yet mainstream until we have enough people that are conscious and ready for the change. And the change always comes. Yeah, until the world is ready for it. Where we come more from love than from fear. <laughs> you know, we just had David Suzuki come out here to Adelaide to, to present at Wom Adelaide. And, you know, he's a famous environmentalist guy. And he's saying all this stuff like, in the next 80 years, there's only going to be half the population left on the planet. It's like, we don't need to hear that kind of junk. Who no, says? That's I right. am a psychic and I know that no one can predict the future. You can't. There's too many different possibilities at any one time branching out from every single choice and decision you make every single second. And I know that my son, who is seven, is the most creative, conscientious, eco-minded, soft-hearted inventor and our children are going to – they're going to solve this for us. Oh, look, you I watch. remember – being told with all the 2012 predictions that there was going to be this massive earthquake in Australia and it was going straight up the centre and that Uluru was going to be surrounded by water. Now, I actually bought into that. I was terrified. If anyone wants to know where Adelaide is, Google it on the map where Beck and I live. Hmm, we would have just been split right up the centre. That's actually the centre. Straight. Done. It's fear-based. It serves no purpose. No purpose None whatsoever. All. No purpose. The final point today, number seven, because we already did number eight, Seven, you need to get rid of the negative slash toxic people in your life if you want to be happy. Here's the deal, kids. Negative toxic people or shit that life throws at you is never going to go away, never. If they do, they'll only be replaced by someone else. Life never gets easier. The way you learn to handle it does. Finito. Having said that, we've got a whole podcast on how to get rid of negative toxic people in your life. But, you know, this this is layered stuff. So... Toxic people are going to be a mirror for you. They're going to teach you most about yourself. 
If you want to be happy in this now moment, then don't have toxic people in your life. But if you want to be happy long-term, then have toxic people in your life so you have the signposts of what it is that you need to be working on. It's about learning how to manage them and learning what your boundaries are and learning how much you love yourself and where you'll put yourself forward or not, where you'll say no when you mean yes and yes when you mean no and all that kind of stuff is what it is. I find this fascinating because really of the whole, which is why I shared this with Beck and said I think we should talk about this because really all eight have can have positive effects in there and all eight can have negative so it is where's the love where's the fear take your pick but what are you triggered by what is it that this this list has flagged up for you to do some work around so that you can be happier yeah I love it thanks Jane (laughs) all is well it really is well I just actually mucked that up, didn't I? I was actually going waffling on there going, all is well, and I stopped and I'm like, well, you know what, it really is. Jane's just changed her affirmation. It really is well. Like there are no mistakes. Anyway, back to the affirmation. All is well. It always is. And so it is. That's right. We are always safe and well. You are very safe and well and in very safe hands with Love Life and we'd love you to stay in our little community, in our, in our little temple and our little temple is at lovelifeshow.com and you can come in there and feel the love and you can get more love from Jane and I through private counselling and services and coaching. You can find all of our back um, back issues, back copies. I'll never stop being a journalist. What are they? What are we doing? Podcasting. Episodes, <laughs> all our back episodes. You've got a search bar, type in any word you want, see what comes up, have a listen. You can donate to us if you found any value out of today's show or any of the shows and you'd like to help keep us going you can submit any money of your choosing we don't care if it's two dollars or two thousand dollars it's really up to you but we're very grateful for anything that we receive and until this time next week have fun being aware of what makes you spiritual what pushes your buttons spiritually and where you need to let go of a bit of resistance and have a little bit more fun and joy around being just who you are and living life with no apologies life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening